Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Here again, your host for Talk Architecture Podcast, Nazeti Mohamed Yaakob, bringing you an episode. Things I learned chatting to an ex-student. Well, there were many things to discuss today when I met an ex-student or specifically an accident from the place I was employed in a year ago. And not all the things, yes, but one or two things that got my attention because it's something that is kind of new, kind of understood why it's like that. Uh, from past experiences, but the fact that the ex-student um, focused on it a couple of times in the chat means that it is something that worth for us to talk about. Well, I thank this person and... Um, Maybe in a year's time, I can do another chat, which is could be recorded uh, into a podcast episode itself. But just now, it was more like getting to know the ex-student who was never directly under me. However, I was um, encouraged that the student was very... Are forthcoming in he, in the views that they gave, and the candid approach to the subject helped me to to encourage further to deep dive and delve into the issues at hand. The topic that was interesting when the student mentioned about how um, the learning is done in the School of Architecture. I know that a student who is um, have the love for knowledge uh, and learning, no matter what, whatever subject that they had um, got into, and in this case, architecture, they would find ways and means to study on their own if it has not been done in the program. The students sign up for the architecture program well, everybody signed up so that they could get a degree and they could get employment and they could sustain a livelihood in the future. But of course, we'd like the student to feel that um, they are happy that they indulge themselves in architecture and... Um, get an amount, uh, a certain amount of 
completion or feeling of satisfaction to have studied the course and to to service society uh, as an architect, obviously. When students of architecture were not taught certain things uh, in the program, they would find more as uh, um, from learning outside. As mentioned by the student themselves, the student said, I know I can do this outside, which is learning to be an architect, meaning that outside the program, even if in school is not taught. What do you learn uh, when you do in jobs outside? This mentioned about in the Master of Architecture course, um, he has finished both part one and part two and recently graduated um, from the architecture course. 20 to 30% is focused on academia and the rest on competitions outside or working outside. So that's a lot of energy. The student love architecture. They don't probably not doing anything else but architecture and the love for architecture. And if there is remuneration or getting some, some uh, side income, what more that if they need the side income and I have often observed myself that if I was in an architecture program I would like to know more about practice and when I'm in practice I like to know more about in the whatever is in the architecture program or learning stuff to do with that I can't learn out in practice. So it's like a chicken and egg where, you know, the holistic learning, which will not come to be a surprise because is an architecture some sort of vocation that does application, is practical, meaning using the knowledge that you learned and, and Implementation, implementing it in practical ways um, is an architecture like that. But some of the things you learn, may, you may not necessarily be doing it immediately. But it's sort of being reflected or churn up in your mind that, okay, that's what I think, yeah, conclude that. And if you want to make it better, you take notes and do a bit of research on it to make it much more complete. There were times when, in the past, we don't have as, as much search engine or websites to do so. But now we have so much of these things that we need another skill, which is to be discerning of which of the quotes or which of the sites are the more legitimate one or maybe the one that is, makes more sense. These skills, there are plenty of these skills that we need to do when we're doing search on the internet. So, 
I digress and come back to this point where students of architecture, they don't know, they need guidance. If they're clever, they would find out how to set about themselves. Maybe they'll learn it from the seniors or they learn carefully, listen carefully to the lecturers, or maybe they learned it from outside. But if they are not able to manage themselves in the first place, doing an architecture course, it becomes worse. Concentrating on one thing, but not another thing or together will make them lose sight of the other thing and suddenly wham, what did I do? I thought I was doing well. I thought I was doing the right thing. The lecturers or the tutors were um, saying, okay, okay and looked at my work as time goes by. And then, then there's submission time and when I draw it up and I submitted it, wham, I failed. That's a shock. When that situation happens, usually I don't blame the student. I blame the lecturer. I mean, this is ignorance. Um, ignorance um, in terms of the student need feedback and that feedback was not forthcoming or was not precise enough, not clear enough for them to make a decision to push forward in a more meaningful way, in a more exact way and precise so that they can get closer to the truth, closer to the right way of doing it. Do we have the time for the students? One would like to think so because the reason I became a lecturer was because I had experienced the lack of guidance from uh, some lecturers and in particular lecturers who were not able to, man to help manage or able to, to oversee a number of students under his care. Yes, I blame it on the lecturer for me neglect, uh, neglecting, um, for being negligent of uh, his duty. So what am I as a student supposed to do? I'm not taking instructions and just applying them. I am actually learning. Anyone coming into a university has a certain amount of skill they learn to observe, they learn to analyze over and over again from the first year, the second year, and third year. In architecture school, in architecture programs, they need to know how to synthesize, to put it all together. And then there are some basic foundational courses that they have to pass. And if student of architecture is surprised at the end of the day that they got the result they, they did not expect. Maybe they expect a B and then they got a C or a fail. Because the feedback was not forthcoming. The feedback was incorrect and that's all it is to it. If you have a university, you have lecturers and you have students, what is the purpose of the lecturer? So I'm not gonna mince words. When something like that happened, when the students shocked, when the student get blasted in a crit at the end of the session, 
it is not the student's fault. You can say ifs and buts and whatever. If the student is someone who is problematic in, in a way that they had problem coping with it earlier, they can see they are failing and it is not a shock to them at the end. But if a student is shocked, you know, of their results in the end, it is only the fault of the tutor more than the student. Okay? So you say, oh, well, I mean, you know, I have students that are not really that smart. No. You can't say students are not smart. When the entry, when they enter into architecture school, entry level, they have a certain grades. And, you know, and in foundation course, they got into a certain grades. Through those grades is the outcome, the outcome of those grades based on their hard work. They can't just magically get graded for doing nothing. So when they enter architecture school, they have some skills. But what they don't know is the architecture design part. The architecture design is precise. It's not like you go to a computer and you magically will know how to design. No. Okay, why not you learn from the YouTube? No. So the, the problem is wrong because the students are shortchanged in terms of teaching them properly. So if this is something that from my conversation with the ex-student that I get, it is, I would not like to hear that this is a common thing. If like in a batch of 40 students, if there's one person that, that is, um, have to face this, we might say that, okay, <coughs> maybe that could happen but not more than that. This is not students who fail because of they didn't do the work, they didn't do the learning, they have problems. You know, they, they understood that along the way they were advised, you're failing if you don't do this or that, that's fine. But if the student did the work, went to, the, to see the lecturer, but somehow got the feedback that they are okay and suddenly wham bam they are not okay it doesn't matter if they did not fail just say they got a c but i expected an a to me that is still wrong you know um students learn while they are doing the architecture course because the things are not taught in architecture course so what are those things that are not thought by the lecturer that the student will get from outside? I could say precisely what it is, the how-to, the part where I take for granted my architecture education. There were people teaching me how to construct, at least the seniors, at least, you know, the lecturers would show structure design or something you know how you know to calculate the beams and stuff like that and the materials so 
Yes, even in this day and age with all the YouTube videos, one has to teach a student face to face. Or if you do a Zoom online meeting, annotate. Because by going through the motion of how things are constructed, assembly or dis well, disassembly is something else, but assembling it step by step, understanding what you need to do first, the uh, you know, force diagram or whatever you call it for structural design. And then, then you go into the different material components, and then the hybrid ones, if the students are doing that. I mean, when it comes to something, a knowledge that is to do with a supplier, how they install something, then there's a specific thing that need to find in the brochure or maybe in and a certain thing that the lecturer may not know, you know. I mean, materials change depending on whether the lecturer is practicing and doing the same project. But all the principles are the same. Because when you look at the set, students not able to do construct, not able to do, um, you know, a detailed design, even in the fifth year, something is really wrong with the learning. I mean, the entire of the five years, just say you have a lot of other stuff going on. How did they learn how to do a proper section? There have to be some basic understanding of construction. I would vouch that if the drawing is poor because they don't know how to construct, is the reason why a student could have a bad score or a bad grade at the end of the project. What are the other reasons why a student, what could be the other reasons why a student could get stuck at the end? Incomplete drawings. The reason for incomplete drawings is they don't know how to do the sections. It took them ages to think and got stuck in doing the sections. And sometimes in the plans, they did not massage it enough and they did not actually understand about space, volume, and details, and they did not study from precedence, and they did not actually understand that there is something like principles of design which they could study previous works by architects. And if they take on a precedent, what would they do? They, why, why would they take on them? Because they like the, 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 the architect um, designing a timber, they like how the structure floats about. That's not enough. They have to find out the um, the way they design, how they design, uh, in comparison to how they use that material with other architects. Understanding where the background, the history, the culture, uh, cultural context. Understanding what the brief of that. Um, precedent study or case study that they have uh, visited or investigating. I mean, we learn from precedents because we have our heroes, we have star architects, and they're not just star architects, put a little star and bookmark it. No, we actually study and research and understand. What does the tutor do when students deal with precedence. Some questions can be asked 
to the students, like, what do you learn from your precedents? Did you go into um, the background to this, what did, what this school, or just say that as a, a school case study by an architect? Because nowadays students would just choose any precedents. It was before, as I recall, we chose the precedents and you guys have to, uh, the students have to choose from the list that we provided and the buildings that we provided and there should be some uh, study of these buildings and then you can you can um, find some inspiration from these buildings and then you could uh, review or appraise and the study of uh, precedence in uh, design theory or architecture theory it's just a necessity uh, from a subject point of view, but how does it apply in the studios? Yes, you know, uh, we budget about 20 minutes per student maybe. We, you know, we have groups, uh, tutorials. Group tutorials, the student, okay, fine, for a certain point of the design process, they can learn from each other, maybe each person present and things are commented on. But from a one-to-one -one tutorial or desk script, they call it, there are specificities to the understanding of the student's problem, which needs to be dealt by the tutor. You can not have a one-to-one -one with students. There is no substitute for that because specificities in terms of the context, it is what it's all about. Architecture is about that precisely. Now, people would argue, no, architecture, you can just learn stuff and then the students will need to um, do their own thing with the technical and um, there are much more important things to learn. And, um, and so on. But where do, you t where do you, the students get to understanding about context specificity? Our approach in design thesis and even the second year when we conducted those courses dealt with a project brief that has been resolved in a lot of ways so that students don't have to go and find other things uh, to rebrief. That's why we got the right area. And if there's master planning, we do it together. And then the students can just concentrate on, the, on their particular brief and their particular contacts. Contacts meaning people, not just um, uh, place or space for the development. So it's same in the second year as in the design thesis. If a student break down during a crit, then the investment of weeks doing that project suddenly fall badly around that student 
and what they had learned and they feel unworthy, depressed, you know, guilt, shame. We don't have to come to that point in time. So, the ex-student who talked to me said, uh, he found that um, doing his internship between part one and part two helped him a lot uh, because his employer helped, gave him free reign of designing uh, and, and developing into a detailed design and even working drawing of a small project. And he found that to be a huge learning factor which gave him confidence and this if you reflect that he did it outside the architecture program is a big deal it can be learned inside the architecture program because that this thing that he did outside somebody took his drawings to build it exactly the same thing that he experienced in the School of Architecture. He did a scheme, concept and everything. And um, he resolved the detailed design. And when you submit that drawing, set of drawings to the tutors, the next step is building it. But of course, we don't build it. That's what architecture programs are. They teach students the processes. And vice versa, you know, practice informs uh, academia, academia informs practice and so on, you know, the learning, both are le both situations are helping the student to learn. So when the student said they know they can do the learning outside of the program and learn to be the architect, and when they reflect back on what had happened, they they were happy that they did that, so they knew that. They could be critical of the school. Anyone could be critical of the school. But I would be critical of not his journey, but the journey of the student who broke down at the end of the design project. Why must it be such a situation where you break down? I mean, we know, right? Students who didn't do the work or knew that what was coming to them, they don't break down. They just, okay, yeah, I know that. And they will decide whether or not to pursue it again after that. But to break down means they were surprised. It's coming to the half hour, and uh, this podcast is just focusing on a chat with the ex student in which that particular point is something that the student ex student raised twice, or at least twice. And there are other things that we discuss, and we had some of those things discussed earlier in other podcasts, so I'm not going to repeat them here. And um, so thank you for listening to this podcast episode on a chat with a former student. See you again.